Hello, we're going to get what? started. Hello, good day. <laughs> Hello, good day. No, no more pleasantries. <laughs> no questions. We're not taking any questions at we're this time. We're not taking any questions today. We have, uh, We. I feel like we've been cannon shot into this podcast today, coming out of a lot of things that are Jesus happening. <laughs> Just a lot, a lot of little fires everywhere. So we need <laughs> to get this show done before anything erupts. <laughs> That's the spirit. That's how I like to do things. Let's just so, hurry up and fucking get this done, okay? <laughs> Laura Dern won the Academy Award. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. We both watched a movie. They, they were okay. Okay, see you later. <laughs> how are how, how are you? That's a dumb question. Oh, but how are you? <laughs> in a in a in a hand cart. I know we both had medical maladies this week. My God. Yeah. Well, oh my. Well, you know, my household has COVID. I just right. got a sore throat today. Yeah. I really do think it's just my allergies. I have taken allergy medication to see if that makes it go away. Now, it, we'll see. Is your I'm husband sorry, I was just swallowing oh. to see if it hurts? Is your husband testing negative now? Um, not yet. He's going to take one today. He took one on the three day mark, and he was still positive. Um, so he's going to take one today and we'll see. Lily said it just feels like a bad cold. So she's doing, I mean, you know, it's COVID. So as far as COVID goes, she's doing as well as you can. Um, we're all vaccinated. So thank God for that. Right. Um, and, uh, the scary thing is that she had a sore throat for a day until she tested positive. So. And we gave her like a test in the morning and she was negative. And then I gave her one a couple hours later and she was positive. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And Pete was like, he woke up, he felt fine. I went to my show. He texted me um, right after intermission and he was positive because that's how quickly he, he got symptoms and tested positive. So it's different for everybody. It so is. Fun. And it's everywhere. Again, and then you had stuff. Yeah, Joe and I both had uh, stomach flu this week. That was a lot of fun. Jesus, Marion. Now Jesus. we had gone over to I. I shall not name the name of a mutual friend's house for Easter, uh-huh. and we're told that the daughter of the family had food poisoning, ah. and so she was not eating, and all of that. So then that was Sunday, Monday night, uh, in the middle of the night, whilst sleeping, I awoke and I was like, oh no, 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 no. And, uh, it Tuesday just, it knocked me out. So Joe and I had had pizza Monday night. And so he was up um, Tuesday and he was like, I'm sick. And I'm like, I am too. And so he said, it must've been the pizza. And I said, it might've been, or maybe the daughter didn't really have food poisoning. Or maybe the sick person I was eating with. And so I actually had lunch today with this person who hosted the dinner (laughs) and she also was sick this week. Oh, so maybe not food poisoning. As well as the daughter's boyfriend was sick this week. Uh, yeah, food poisoning isn't catchy. So right, right. So yeah, it was it knocked me out for for really like two days. Um, on our lunch today, I also was really like I said, like my I'm still not back. Like my stomach is still just a little, little. It's little. Yeah, but who cares? It's I don't want to talk about like <laughs> my stomach is gurgly. Everybody, I can feel my sore throat getting worse. Oh boy. So yay. You know, here's the deal. Living with two COVID positive people, it was a matter of time and I'd rather just get it over with. There is that. And I will say too, I have to agree with your daughter. Like when we had it, when I had it, it was just like a bad cold. I mean, I did lose my smell and taste for like five days. I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't, Mm -hmm. I can't. If I can't taste coffee, oh my God, I can't lose my sense of taste. Yeah. Oh my God. But here's the thing for, for whatever reason, it's so stupid. Like it makes me eat outrageously stupid stupidly bad things it, and it makes no oh, sense I, you know the same thing for me when i have a cold and it's like i can't eat it's like well i might as well eat this fuck it i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm like i can't i can't taste anything might as well have six muffins for breakfast <laughs> 
Like it makes it should be the opposite, but it's like exactly. Like, I'll just you. have yeah. It's supposed to be like oh, I'll have tea and broth. Right, and instead you're like, well, if I can't taste it, there's no calories, so give yeah, me that cheese thing. That's exactly. And that turkey girl casserole, and that's what I'm having for breakfast. So fuck everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the. I think you're angry about it, so then you just compensate by gorging yourself, and then you're like, I, I don't. Why am I doing this? <laughs> so fucking enjoy stupid. it. The human so, brain is so dumb sometimes. Our little lizard brains. We have a lot of emails this week. We do. Uh, and well, it looks like we have two. No, we, we have, have. We do have more. We have. Oh. Three, well, four, two from the same person. Um, But it looks like there's a newcomer to the group. There is. I'm so excited. And there's a return of friend of the podcast, Joel. Joel. (laughs) So I'm going to start. I'll start off with um, with Matt, with the Matt corner uh, of the podcast. Shut your filthy whore mouth. (laughs) Yes. The subject is shut your filthy whore mouth. And we need to read Matt's list. Oh, right, right, right. Thank you. Because he will find us and he'll cross that border he will cross that border and how catch easy is COVID. it to, how easy is it to cross the border right now i think they've opened it again Have maybe they? they've closed i don't know who I don't knows know. i don't go anywhere so it doesn't matter to me <laughs> yeah let alone out of the country i mean i, I mean honestly has that i'm sorry i'm getting off on a tangent has that ever you haven't you didn't grow up in michigan but it was always so i grew up in michigan Yes, you. No, you, you did. What? <laughs> okay, here's. I need, to re, I need to replay that. You said you didn't grow up in Michigan. I said I grew up in Michigan. You said yes, you did. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, y- yes, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, that's what I just fucking said in retort to your wrong information that you first put out. <laughs> Wait, I. Okay, you did, but <laughs> did you? Did you start in Michigan? Did I start? You know what I mean? No. uh, I started in Indiana and then I advanced to Michigan. I knew there was a I knew there was something in there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I was born in Texas and I lived there till I was six months old. Um Okay, so that was all pointless and stupid. <laughs> you grew up in Michigan. Anyway, I always thought it was very cool. I was like, mm, we live next to a foreign country. <laughs> I did too. So dumb and I always just be like, it's the only place we have to travel south to get to Canada. <laughs> we Michiganders, uh, we have really low expectations of stuff. We get excited by real dumb things. The small things. <laughs> the real small things. Okay, anyway. Stop talking. Do, all right. do the shut email. Your, shut your filthy whore mouth. <laughs> uh, so Matt says, first of all, last week was so amazing. I have to say that I've gotten a lot of nice response from our list. Yeah, it was episode. so much fun. It was it so, really was. so much fun. Uh, and he says, and that made me totally love you even more. First uh-huh. of all, oh, first off, I must correct myself. Very few people know as much random Oscar garbage as I do. Joe, you are right. Goldie Hawn won for Cactus Flower. Yes, she did. Which was a comedy. That is correct. Uh, we need an Oscar playoff. Ha ha. Okay, you better read my list, bitches. I worked hard. <laughs> Yikes. Two things. Postcard from the Edge should have been on my list, as it is one of my fave movies of all time, period. And Suze, you better have watched it. I haven't yet, but I will. In that spirit, I said, what would Suze do? And I said, be a leader. So I watched Radioland Murders. Uh-huh. But wait. <laughs> I mean, it was different, which I appreciated. And I love an alt-offbeat premise. I do love Slapstick. George Lucas developed it, which, oh, interesting, which kind of makes sense since he lives on, lives one. Sure. Google his belief in Mayan calendar. It'll explain it all. I'm glad I watched it. Joe, <laughs> you don't need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, there's that. During last week's show, I loved your countdown naming of movies, how excited you both were. Uh, I felt like it was Dick Clark, <laughs> New Year's Eve, uh, but good and titillating. I peed a tit. Saw everything everywhere all at once, which I really want to see. Suze, I want to see that too. Leave the podcast now. Go see it. It might be your fave movie ever. No joke. I really want to see it. I really want to see it. And I really want to see it in the theater, too. Um, I want front row tickets to Misery opening night. 
by the way, uh, someone tell one of the PAs, yeah, the PAs, that's, a, that's adorable. It's going to be me, <laughs> Susan, Joe, and that's going to be pretty much all of the entire cast and crew of Misery. Um, you know how we are all gay a bit. We all watched Veronica's Closet and wanted to wear her silk robes. That is the truth. Um, get what I'm saying. Hint, hint. Again, he drops in Caitlin Olson, Jan Arden, Margot Martindale. Ever since puberty, everyone stares at me, boys, girls. I can't help it, baby. Um, and then part two is Corbin Burnson. Uh, when you mentioned a whole movie about men, which I ended up watching, uh, which while the movie was just garbage, I giggled the whole time thinking of what you liked about it. Uh, anyway, Corbin Burnson just may re- recall Michael Chiklis and not from The Shield. Michael Chiklis from The Commish. Say it five times fast. I don't, I don't like him. Giggle. I don't like him. Chiklis? Yeah, I don't like him. I don't care there's, for Chiklis either. I got to be honest about, about that. There's something about him I don't like. Um, so fire up the next email and I'm going to get Matt's list up here. Oh, okay. This is from Joni. And she says, hi, ladies. Firstly, let's start by saying the show is super awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. So my fave female comedy movies of all time in no particular order are Death Becomes Her, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, and mm. Clueless, mostly mm. for the soundtrack. Matt's oh, right, yeah. though. Doing a Shelley Long show without a Kirstie Alley show is like salt <laughs> without pepper. All right, listen. Canada people, um, we just have to tell you, it's probably not going to happen. I, don't I hate know. to burst your I, bubble. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking of a premise in which I can stomach it. Um, maybe we'll get drunk one night and do a maybe after hours. I was thinking maybe we pick Kirstie Alley's best movie and Shelley Long's best movie and then pit them against each other and see which is better. Oh, I well, that feel, could be interesting. I feel like though Shelley Long would win, though, she has <clears throat> more of a body of work, doesn't she? But Kirstie Astley. Ass- <laughs> <Kirstie> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my Freudian slipper is going. <laughs> Kirstie Alley has look who's talking. So Okay, so are we like... <laughs> We're calling All right. good then? Canada, <laughs> I, need, I need to rescind what I just said. We need to pray on this. <laughs> are, are we calling? You would have to watch Look Who's Talking is what I'm saying. Oh, I, oh I, in a heartbeat. Yes. Oh, my God. Or, you're so weird. What's the Amish movie she did with Tim Allen for Richer for Poorer? <laughs> Okay, first of all, you said Amish movie, and anytime someone says Amish movie, which you can imagine is not a lot, but I always think of Harrison Ford. Yes, of course. Witness, right? And so you said that I was like, she wasn't in that. (laughs) What a horrible casting choice! Oh yeah, I do. As soon as you said Tim Allen, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's her work best movie, but but uh, because Shelley Long would win. But I like this idea because also. Kirstie Alley is in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Hmm. Have you seen Drop Dead Gorgeous? No. Oh, wait. Okay. If all I right, have, I gonna... don't remember shit about it. Okay. All right. Well, good. It's, it's all right. Canada, it's on. It's on. We're going to do it. We're okay? going to do it. Your, your, your harassment. <laughs> uh, it got you places. Yeah. Okay. The, sque- the squeaky wheel. Squeaky wheel, baby. All right. Continue. All right. Um, okay. So that was her uh, email. Shall I shall I do Joel's and then do the list last? I have Matt's up here. So okay. So let's. So this is Matt's top ten list. Number ten, bringing up baby, Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant. It is lovely. I love this movie so much. It is so funny. They adopt a leopard, or they shepherd shepherd a leopard. They have to babysit a leopard named Baby. It's really, really funny. It's a leopard? It's a, yeah, a leopard or a panther. It's a big cat. (laughs) It's been quite some time since I've seen it, but it is very. That's all right. I thought it was a monkey. So, you know, when Joe and I first started dating, we each like chose movies to show the other that we hadn't seen. And this was one of mine. Okay. Uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert is number nine. Okay. He says, I stand by this firmly. The musical, though, ugh. And I have to agree. Okay. Don't love the musical. Number eight, Funny Girl. Yes. Okay. Babs at her gloriousest. That's not true. Her birthday is in two days. She's going to be 80. Really? Isn't that crazy? That Barbara Streisand, 80 years old. Okay. Number seven, best in show. Mm. Oh, number six. <gasps> I can't believe I didn't have any Catherine O'Hara on there. Uh, yeah. 
Oh. Number six, the object of my affection, which I flirted with putting on my list. Flirted. Who is in it? Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. Oh, oh, is it one of those fucking? She's quirky. He's straight laced. He can. She can. She's gonna change him. No, I hate those. It's okay. she's quirky. He's gay. Uh, oh, and they love each does other. She, does she change him? <laughs> and then he becomes straight because it's a Hollywood movie. My no. quirkiness will make you straight. <laughs> um, and then he says, Suze, this is for me and Joe and all the true comedy love lovers. So you don't you don't get to enjoy it, Suze. <laughs> I guess. All right. Fuck number right five, <laughs> Royal Royal Ten Bombs is number five. Also a movie that I love, 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 love this movie. <clears throat> number four, the Muppet movie. Aww. Number three, Sister Act. Okay. Uh, number two, a fish called Wanda. I flirted. flirted did you? It. I did. I flirted. And number one, it's a tie with something about Mary. Oh my God. Okay. And Tootsie. Aww. <laughs> uh, that's really, really lovely. When I, I saw something about Mary in New York and I sat in front of David Schwimmer. So <laughs> just a little name drop there. That's the weirdest fucking I have another David Schwimmer story. I'm just going to tell it real quick. So when I worked at Borders in Los Angeles, I when had a lot friends of with, uh, uh, Busy Phillips. Yep. I had a lot of celebrity encounters at the store. Right. And so I was at the register. Always, not always. Most of them were at the <laughs> registers. So okay. I was at the registers and he was in line. And so I would always get so nervous when the sure, celebrities sure, sure. would come through. So I happened to get him at my register. He was with two friends. He seemed very down in the dumps. Well, and it's, so, I mean, it's David Schwimmer. <laughs> he was just very sad about being himself. I mean, wouldn't you? And so he had called and had a book placed on that we held for him. So he told me this and I was so like, I froze because I was like, do I pretend I know who he is and just go look for David Schwimmer's book? Right. Do, do I ask him, oh, what name is that under? Right. And so because in my could have put it under a fake name. This is true. In my paralysis standing there. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> he oh, goes, he, he can see it on the shelves behind me. And he was like, oh, it's right there. I can see it. So I went and got it and it was held under Dave. So I may See? not have found it. So exactly. it all worked out. Anyway, exactly. so that is Matt's list. I, I, I rang up the figure skater Todd Eldridge at Warner Brothers Studio Store once. <laughs> did, did you hit on him? Didn't, but he could tell that I knew who he was. <laughs> and we both had this because I because I saw him. And I was like, oh, he looks familiar. And then I took his credit card and I looked at it and I froze because see, I'm big into figure skating and my mom was big into figure skating and like the olympics were our thing i think it was like the olympics had been like the year before and he had been in them and so i took his credit card i saw his name and he could see me make the realization and then i kind of looked up at him and i was just like huh. and i'm not like a big todd eldridge fan this dude was in the fucking olympics and now he's at the fucking Warner Brothers studio store buying some tasmanian devil shit and <laughs> And so he likes, and he like kind of smiles at me. And I was like, Hi. I don't even like him that much. Just, I am starstruck even by people I don't like. I'm just like, Todd, El Todd Eldridge. Like, like, like you could run in him. He could walk into your house right now. You wouldn't have any idea who he was. Yeah, I don't know who. I don't. Into your house right now. And you'd be like, who the fuck are you? It's so funny. I think I've been thinking about this often, like just recently, like why do celebrities mean so much to us? Like why when people get like liked by a celebrity on social media or retweeted or whatever, like we have to like post it like, oh, my God, it's like I've been touched by greatness or something. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just such an interesting phenomenon. No, no. To me. I think it's the same. <sighs> Maybe it's not the same. I don't know, because like when people say stuff like oh my god i could never get up on stage oh my god oh my god like it gives me like this rush of like not superiority but a rush of like yeah i do something cool i don't know is it the same i don't know i don't know well yeah not... i don't i don't either it's, it's just it's interesting like you know, know. If you get your picture taken with celebrity you gotta post it and like yeah 
It's just, it's an interesting thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> good talk. Good, I'm glad we can pass that out. <laughs> so let's hear what Joel has to say. Oh, my Joelle. Hey, girls. <laughs> Long time, no email, but it looks like Canada has me covered. <laughs> Love your list episode, except Uh-oh. the heat really should have made a list i flirted with it joel i did he was only it was only mentioned once by joe sort of offhandedly during his love for the spy i can watch the heat any day anytime so funny is which one is that her and uh sandra Sandra bullock Bullock. okay okay okay. on another note i recently caught the cake out in williamston really made me miss you suze oh I miss you too, Joel. <laughs> oh, <Much> sure. <laughs> Stay funny and always watch the heat. Oh, I miss you, Joel. I do too. Um, and I miss small mouse sounds. I gotta watch the heat, man. I gotta watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's funny. I do enjoy it. You know why I I didn't watch that one? Because I'm like, okay, well, I've seen Miss Congeniality. Oh, I so. haven't. But I so. don't think I mean, I don't know. I can't. Isn't she too. like a grumpy cop, Sandra Bullock? She's like uh yeah, she's like a type A cop yeah like she did that sort of sort of in miss congeniality so that's why i was like it never intrigued me to but she's paired with the complete opposite melissa mccarthy oh my god and who thought of that right hilarity (laughs) women sue um what else i watched tyler henry did you finish it i did friend of the podcast gretchen is also working her way through it thoughts Oh, first of all, how dare you, him, and every other person? I cried during the first fucking episode. <laughs> I think I cried during every episode. He is the sweetest little nugget. He's just the sweetest person. He's just the best son. He's just so great. I will say this if he doesn't get a proper haircut um, very soon, if he hasn't already, his hair is so distractingly bad. Like, I'm confused by it. Quite frankly, <laughs> I, I don't know what he's going after, but it's not executed well at all. And the mother's story and oh, my God. And he like, there is not one stitch of doubt in my mind that he is the fucking real deal. He is the real fucking yeah, deal. I kind of I believe that, too. He is the I real do. deal. He knows. He knows these things. These dead people talk to him. It's amazing. <laughs> I the only thing that bothered me about it is I feel like his mom does too much for him. Um, and I'm also like, learn how to drive a car. Those were the only two things. Oh, and his boyfriend's name is Clint, which is not a good name for anyone to have. Clint. Um, I did also have the same thing about a car, and then I remembered I don't drive, so fuck off. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wondered, because it seemed to be like a thing for him that he didn't drive. Yeah, and they never really went into it. They never go into it. And then the only time I felt that about his mom was when she was like, when they got to the hotel room, I think it was in the last episode. And she's like, you know, he needs to be alone. And even when room service comes, I stand out in the hallway. And I was like, okay, now we're getting a little diva-ish. Yeah. Let's let's reel that in. But otherwise... um, Oh, here's the question that I was flummoxed by. Is his dad in the picture and he just doesn't want to be a part of the show? I think his dad was on, wasn't he? On for a split second? They never talked to him. I oh, okay. think he might be there. You might see him. Oh, okay. But they never make mention of him. Oh, okay. It very much feels like she's a single mom, but I don't think she is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what the story is there. And I started to Goog that information and then uh, my ADHD brain went, huh, what? and I forgot. So, yeah. So it's very good. Love yeah, it's good. It. It's on Netflix. Check it out. I read Molly Shannon's book. And how was that? It's so good. It's is just it? so good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So funny. So dear. There's just a whole lot about the intricacies of Saturday Night Live, which I just find fascinating, Mm -hmm. like how it works and when they do what and who does which. And it's just Mm -hmm. really fascinating to me. But yeah, it just, it starts off the very first, the preface is the accident with her family. And um, yeah, it's just all really very interesting, but so funny. I just love her so much. Yeah. 
I and there's it. just not like a lot of, I don't know. It's not like a lot of like, and then I did this movie and here's the experiences of that. It's not a lot of that, um, but it's really good. I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah I will. Cause I love, her. I love her too. I love her too. She just seems like a, like she just is grateful and happy and yeah. Yeah. And she just posted on Instagram that, it's debuting at number two on the New York Times oh, nice. list. Congrats. And I commented, congrats, it's so good. And she liked it. So I just had to share that. <laughs> I, I honestly would die. I would die. <laughs> I mean, whether or not it was her, but. First of all, it probably wasn't her. Well, you know what? It's Molly Shannon. Maybe it was. You know, I, I also was. felt the same way. It probably was. Um, I don't see her having a team. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, she clicked a button. And second of all, she probably didn't even. Right. But I would I'd be like, oh, my God. Me and Molly and Shannon are friends now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then going along with what we were just talking about, like, of course, I went and checked the other comments around mine and they were not liked. So I felt very special. <laughs> I'd be like, well, <laughs> so really obviously I'm me. the chosen one. <laughs> right. She did not like everyone's. So she only liked mine. So. <laughs> so, Molly Shannon likes me better than anyone so else. So, I'm uh, Molly Shannon's new best friend. Uh, I just have to call David Schwimmer and tell him. <laughs> oh, uh, people are dumb. <laughs> oh, David Schwimmer's dumb. Anyway, um, shall we? Shall we get started? Yeah, let's. Now, I have to warn you before I begin. Oh Lord, okay. <laughs> that the information that I found today, or not today, that I'm about to share today uh, about our subject is only going to make you love her even more. I mean, I don't know how that's possible. Oh, I didn't either. But then I was like, oh, me. I I feel like I like cavelled all over the screen of I my just, computer. I love so, so we're looking into the life and career of Laura Dern. Miss Laura Dern. Now, what is your first memory of Laura Dern? Something that i don't think i've seen if that makes sense like maybe commercials ah yes Uh or something you know how that happened when you were little yeah um so probably something like that i Mm -hmm. think the first time let me look at this see if anything oh mask mask ah mask yep I first was aware of her with Smooth Talk, which I never saw, but there was a lot of talk about that movie at the time. Okay. And then, of course, the following year, then I saw Blue Velvet, and then that was all she wrote. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't fully fall in love with her until Dr. T and the Women, oddly enough. Okay. Um, Which is not a great movie, but she is spectacular in it, and it made me reassess everything before and since i mean listen you know when i fell in love with her of course but come on um and a chance to revisit that coming soon um yes <sighs> um because i'm not like other girls i'm a nerdy girl <laughs> um <laughs> sorry <laughs> i fucking hate that so much. um so yeah that's when i fell in love but probably mask is when i was introduced and i i want to say that probably my parents or my grandmother like you know her her father sure you know i knew of her but i probably saw her first in mask so yeah all right so laura elizabeth dern oh sorry again my sources of course wikipedia and my go-to the guardian um and then i found a plethora of information in a magazine called an other Um, So Laura Elizabeth Dern was born February 10th, 1967 in Los Angeles, California. She is 55 years of age. That's crazy. She is the daughter of actors Diane Ladd, who I adore. Yes, same. And Bruce Dern, who I don't really adore. (laughs) Is he Uh, problematic? Yeah. I mean, just crazy, wild. I don't know if he's like sexual problematic, but... I don't know if he has um, any sexual dysfunctions. He's in the burbs and I love him in the burbs, but anyway. Uh, 
Uh, she's the great granddaughter of former Utah governor and secretary of war, George Dern. Mm. I had no idea. And she was conceived while her parents were filming the movie called the wild angels. Uh, and she was conceived while her parents had sex. That's where I thought that was going. And I was like, why, why, why would you in the missionary position? <laughs> now that would not be true with George, with George Stern, with Bruce Stern. <laughs> Right. They were probably like fucking reverse cowgirl. <laughs> oh God, okay. I don't need to <laughs> visualize Diane Land Bruce Turner. Uh, both of her parents honed their craft in the actor's studio and cut their teeth on the stage, which was where they met. Diane Ladd was performing in an off-Broadway production of Tennessee Williams' Orpheus Descending, and her co-star uh, was sick one evening, and Bruce Dern was the understudy. So right. he stepped in, and then they got married a few months later. And then they did the reverse cowgirl. And then they didn't start off. They did the regular cowgirl first, <laughs> and then they reversed it. <laughs> then they smacked it up, flipped it, and rubbed it down. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> regular cowgirl? It's not just cowgirl. It's regu- and regular in front of a sexual position. Just see, look at it, except with reverse. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not enough of a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really only comfortable doing regular cowgirl first. <laughs> you know, I can't. Can we ease into? Can we? Can we do a semi cowgirl and then maybe a regular? Can we do a half cowgirl? Won't that even? Okay. All right. We're gonna. We're going off on it. Please continue. Oh. All right. Um. <laughs> half cowgirl. <laughs> it's like a half gainer with a twist. Okay. Laura Dern. Watch that dismount. Watch the dis- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Laura Dern was considered a miracle child Aww. because she had an older sister who drowned <gasps> at 18 months. Oh my God. This was all before Laura was born. What was she doing? In a- okay. I don't, I don't oh. know. Okay. Uh, but the experience of her death was so emotionally and physically traumatic on her parents that they were told that they would probably never have another child. That's odd. Okay. So I know I thought that too, but like, uh, you're so sad. You're sterile now. I don't think well, that's it also, how it works. <laughs> it, but it also said physically traumatic. So I don't really know what happened, oh. but once Laura was born, like the doctor who had, I guess, I don't know, worked on the other daughter somehow came out to see Laura just to be like, Oh my God, you actually did it. I don't know. How strange. Okay. I wasn't there. I only know what I read. <laughs> Did you call it Bruce? <laughs> After her parents divorced uh, when she was two, uh, Laura Dern was largely brought up by her mother and her maternal grandmother. And her godmother is actress Shelley Winters, who I adore also. Aww. Uh, Laura Dern has a story of attending the 1978 premiere of Superman uh, with uh, Shelley Winters. Uh, who stepped onto the red carpet in jeans, sneakers, and a gray sweatshirt with a full-length mink coat slung around her shoulders. Of course she did. It crystallized in Laura Dern's mind the kind of woman that she wanted to become when she grew up. Uh, She says, I was kind of a weirdo. My friends had posters of the cute boy from the band. My wall had Barbara Stanwyck, Catherine Hepburn, Edith Piaf, and Lucille Ball. Those were my first female icons, and they all make sense in terms of what I've gotten to do, but also what I've longed to do and what's inspired me. Hmm. Laura Dern uh, attended the elite Buckley School in the Valley, uh, and uh, the campus was littered with children of celebrities and celebrity children. She went to school with Brett Easton Ellis uh, at the time. Okay. And uh, she says that I was raised very strictly by my mom and my Southern grandmother. There was no rebelling at home. My mom really forced me to stay at school. I had to be on one team, at least. I had to be in student government. I had to get A's and B's, and then I could be acting. So it wasn't easy, which was really smart of her. Yes, I agree. Because she knew from a very young age what she wanted to do. Uh, Diane Ladd, who launched her career as a chorus girl at New York's Copacabana, uh, thought that the prospect of her daughter joining the family trade was dismal. 
She said, I did not want my daughter to be an actress, but she outsmarted me. She said, oh, mother, if I could play the piano, would you tie my hands behind my back and tell me I had to wait until I was 21 to play? (laughs) At the age of 17, Laura Dern sued for emancipation. Uh, But she says that it was not personal. It was strictly professional. She just wanted the ability to advocate for herself on film sets and not have to wait for her parents to be consulted about decisions. Mm, Uh, So Diane Ladd allowed her to do that and allowed her to leave home at 17 on the condition that she live with Marianne Williamson of all people. Okay. Um, So that's what happened. And she lived with Marianne Williamson for a while. Okay. Um, Laura Dern began dating uh, musician Ben Harper after they met at one of his concerts in 2000. They were married in December of 2005, and they have two children, a son named Ellery, who was born in 2001, and a daughter named Jaya, or Jaya, uh, who was born in 2004. Through this marriage, uh, Laura Dern also became a stepmother to his children from his first marriage, his son, Charles and his daughter, Harris. Laura Dern and Ben Harper divorced in 2013. Mm. Laura Dern says, my kids know that I want to move to Paris. When I've still not done face work at age 70, there will be directors there who will hire me and will get to explore while allowing me to be my age. Isn't that the best? Yes. Um, On October 18th, 2017, in the wake of the Harvey Weinstein sexual abuse scandal, she appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show and revealed that she had been sexually assaulted at the age of 14. Oh, God. She is an activist and supporter of various charities. She has advocated Down syndrome awareness. She has attended a Families Belong Together event and expressed her support for immigrant rights. She is an advocate for women's rights, gender pay parity, as well as combating gun violence and climate change. In 2019, she became a board member of the Academy of uh, Museum of Motion Pictures. Nice. I'm almost done. Uh, to this day, she and David Lynch meet regularly for fried chicken at the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> and his nickname for her is Tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> After a screening of Greenberg, starring Ben Stiller, uh, she says, I knew Ben Stiller, <clears throat> so I had to come to an early screening of Greenberg, uh, which also starred Greta Greta. Oh, my Gerwig. God. Thank you. Uh, Greta, I was going to say Greta Greenberg, and I was like, that's not right. Uh, she said, I walked up to Greta afterwards and said, look, we don't know each other, but I've got to tell you, I've never had this experience of watching somebody on screen and saying, oh, my God, that person reminds me so much of myself. We talk with our hands. We're gawky in the same way. We have the same long features and arms and body. Then when Greta was casting Lady Bird, she said, I found our other sibling in this girl, Saoirse Ronan. We're all kind of similar, similar featured. So we said, we have got to make movies together forever. Hmm. Um, and finally, she says, what comes with this moment in life for me is a kind of sense of boldness that I thought I had, that I thought I had in my twenties that I actually was nowhere near. Now I feel like I'm ready to be an actor. Now I feel I want to tackle anything. Now there's just a longing to explore more, dive deeper, find things that scare me and go towards them. Hmm. I love her so much. I love her so much. I just love her. Oh my God. Love her. (gasps) All right. Listen, Wikipedia, baby, baby. Between 1985 and 1990, Dern gained critical acclaim for her performances in Mask, Blue Blue Velvet, and Wild at Heart. The latter two of which were directed by David Lynch, which began a longstanding collaboration between Dern and Lynch. Dern's starring role in Blue Velvet was widely regarded as her breakthrough performance. Um, she also auditioned for the iconic role of Clary Starling in Silence of the Lambs, but lost the role due to studio skepticism about her level of fame, fame at the time. She would have been so good. She would have been real good. I mean, listen, I love Jodie Foster. Yes. In that movie, and 100%. like, she is Clary Starling, but I feel like Laura would have done just as well. And she would have been Clary Starling as well. If only they would have hired her for Hannibal instead of Julianne Moore, 
who I adore, but she is not Clary Starling. Okay, but those oh, those movies were terrible. Anything after little known fact. <laughs> um, I forgot the author's name. Thomas Harris. Yes, he wrote the sequels specifically increase, increasingly bad to see if he wrote garbage, if they would still make a movie of it. And they did. They sure did. And they did. sure did. Yeah. I remember reading the one, um, the third, the third one, whichever one Ray Liotta's in and they cut his brain off or That's whatever. Hannibal. Yeah. Hannibal. I remember I was on a camping trip. I was reading Hannibal and I got to the end and I was so, and I am so against book burning that you need to know that this is a big deal. I hated it so much. I threw it into the campfire. I was so angry. I was like, this is fucking garbage. That that book and movie are garbage. Just so much garbage. And then I read that thing and I was like, what a petulant child. That's pretty funny. <laughs> in 1992, Dern and her mother, Lad, became the first mother and daughter to be nominated for Academy Awards in, in acting in the same film for their performance performances in Rambling Rose. Lad received a Best Supporting Actress nomination, while Dern received it for Best Actress. The following year, she won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress miniseries or te- for miniseries or television film for her performance in the 1992 television film Afterburn. Afterburn. Uh, Afterbirth. <laughs> <laughs> Dern starred as Dr. Ellie Settler in Steven Spielberg's 1993 film Jurassic Park, achieving international recognition with the role. The same year, Clint Eastwood contacted the actress for his film A Perfect World. She starred in Alexander Payne's directorial debut film Citizen Ruth. Dern's mother made a cameo appearance playing Ruth, playing Dern's character's mother with Dern's character screaming a torrent of abuse at her. Um, in 1997, Dern guest starred as a lesbian who helps uh, Ellen DeGeneres come out of the closet in the puppy episode of the sitcom Ellen. In uh, a 2007 airing of DeGeneres' talk show, Dern revealed that she did not work for more than a year and that she needed a full security detail following her appearance in the episode due to backlash. So stupid. But nevertheless, called it an extraordinary experience and opportunity. Um, that following year, Dern co-starred in the television film The Baby Dance, for which she received a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress. While dating Billy Bob Thornton, which I had fucking forgotten. Oh, my God. I did, right? too. In 1999, she was cast as his love interest in his film Daddy and Them, which also starred Diane Ladd. In 2000, Robert Altman called upon Dern's talents to play a champagne-loving aunt in his Texas-based comedy, Dr. T and the Women. I haven't seen that. Um, She had a minor role in Jurassic Park 3. No one needs to watch it. And she was a supporting actress in the film I Am Sam. She's so good in that movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a lot. So good. It's really sad. In 2006, Dern reunited with David Lynch for Inland Empire, and in the same year, Dern portrayed a supporting role in Lonely Hearts. Mike White, long known for writing School of Rock and The Good Girl, hired Dern for his directorial debut in 2007, the comedy titled Year of the Dog, starring Molly Shannon, John C. Riley, and Peter Sarsgaard. In November 2010, Dern and her parents were presented with stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, Sweet. becoming the first family to do so. Adorable. I think that's cute. In 2011, she starred in a new HBO uh, series entitled Enlightened. Okay, we need to pause. Okay. Have you? I haven't. Get thee to Enlightened. Okay, I shall. Two episodes, two two seasons, probably my favorite comedy. Really? It's so good. She is, she is fucking amazing. And it's so funny. It's great. Great, great, great. Enlightened. Watch watch it, everybody. I watch. I watch. Continue. Let's see. In 2000, Dern. In 2000, Dern. In 2012, Dern starred in Paul Thomas Anderson's psychological drama film, The Master, alongside Joaquin Phoenix, Felix, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Amy Adams. Um, she was also in Wild with Reese Witherspoon. She's great. And that. um, she reteamed with Witherspoon uh, for Big Little Lies. She's so. Have you seen? Did you watch? Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god oh my god it's so good the first season i did not love the second season 
The first season is amazing, and okay. she is so great. So, yes, I highly uh, recommend I the first watch. season. She won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a limited series or movie for her portrayal. Deservedly so. That same year, she appeared as Diane Evans in the third season of David Lynch's Twin Peaks, The, Re- the Revival, um, and as Vice Admiral Emlyn Holdo in Ryan Johnson's space opera film, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I loved her in that so much. I loved her. And at first I was like, I hate this bitch. And then, <laughs> then you saw her plan. In 2019, uh, she appeared in the marriage story with Scar- Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Did you watch that? I did. And it finally I, brought her the Oscar. It was, it, it, she was amazing. I loved she was, her in it. I mean, was. they were all good. It was just kind of like, uh, like, I don't like either. Like you're both terrible people get a divorce. Yeah, it definitely like, was not do. my favorite movie. You're but. terrible. Um, she portrayed Marmee March in Greta Gerwig's film adaptation of Little Women. And uh, for her performance in Marist- Marriage Story, she earned the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, a BAFTA Award for Best Actress in a Supporting Role, and the SAG Award for Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role. And the Golden Globe Award for Best Supporting Actress, Motion Picture. She will reprise her role as Ellie Sattler. And Jurassic World Dominion, except for a 2022 release. Do you know when that's opening? It is this year. I can't remember what day. All I know is I can't buy tickets for it yet. Um, I can, however, buy tickets for Doctor Strange, which I have to do. Thank you for reminding me. Sure. June 10th, June 10th, June 10th. For Jurassic Park? Yes, June 10th. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Or sorry, Jurassic World. Dominion. I have um, to, unfortunately, I still have to watch the second one of this trilogy, which I don't look forward to because it's I, Chris I, Pratt. I, and- um, <laughs> it's funny. Pete actually, and he doesn't get mad at me, like, for anything, especially for stupid stuff. He got, he got, like, irritated with me because we saw it in the theater because it's Jurassic Park. And I was like, that was garbage. And he was like, ah, like, I thought he was going to go epileptic. He was so, I was like that was garbage um i like it i liked it better with more viewings but at first i wasn't happy i was not pleased with it yeah it does it feels like homework but yeah and it's pratt and it was pratt but you know yeah i wish he wasn't a fucking tool so i know that because i I, like to look at him yeah exactly she's uh been in uh, more than 60 films that's a lot that's a lot working for a long time that's that's Miss Laura Dern. Yeah, I read a story also today about because she's in the very end of Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, mm-hmm. eating ice cream that Martin Scorsese directed. And they did like 19 takes and she ate ice cream for 19 takes. And he said, that's what I knew she was going to make it as an actress. <laughs> oh, my God, I would <clears throat> die. Yeah. Well, I'm allergic, so I oh, couldn't do 19 takes of it. But um, sad. I mean, I still eat it. I'm not a fucking monster. <laughs> My throat closes up, but I still fucking eat ice cream because I'm human. What movie? As if I didn't know. Right. As if anyone who was listening last week wouldn't know. I had right, to do right, right. number my number five pick from last week's list episode. And I went mm-hmm. with Citizen Ruth, mm-hmm. which opened on December 13th, 1996, directed by Alexander Payne, his first film. He would go on to do Sideways and that. About Schmidt? Is that what that's called? That Jack Nicholson sure. movie? Yeah. And other things he did <laughs> that I can't think of now. But anyway, uh, so that's what I did. Now, you know how I feel about this movie. Mm-hmm. You need to guess how I felt. I am. I am. I think you liked it. I loved it. Oh, good. Oh, I loved it. Good. I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was, she was brilliant. Just the whole, you know, it doesn't fall down on the side of anything. It's like no. all of these people are fucking crazy. Yeah. So, and, so sorry. Yeah, it's Hold that thought. I love it. So yeah. quickly, if you don't know, and you may not, cause this is not a well-known movie, but please find it and watch it. It's good. So she plays Ruth Stoops. She is a horrible person. She, horrible. Is, she's horrible. She's horrible. Wait, she, you're still root for her. Somehow. 
And you do. She is a classic anti-hero. Yeah. She is a huffer. She huffs whatever she can get into a paper bag. Airplane Patio glue. sealant. Yep. Yeah. Airplane glue. She will huff it when she can, where she can, as often as she can. Mm-hmm. She has indiscriminate sex. She has had children that have been taken away from her because she's an unfit mother. Mm-hmm. She manipulates. She lies. She steals. She does it all. And you she, root for her. And you do. And you find out that she finds out that she's pregnant. And so she gets uh, charged with endangering her unborn child because she's still doing drugs. Mm-hmm. So the judge sort of surreptitiously says, hey, if you want to get an abortion, I will let you out to get an abortion to get rid of this kid. And then I'll see if I can get your charges reduced. Mm-hmm. So while she's in jail, these women come in who have been arrested. They are pro-life people who have been arrested at an abortion clinic. And they take her, they bail her out, take her under her wing. And the whole movie then goes from her being sort of ping-ponged between the pro-life and the pro-choice people camps. Um, mm-hmm. there, There's a twist in the middle of this that I don't mm-hmm. want to give away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to give away the end either because I think it ends perfectly. Perfect. It ends perfect it is perfect Mm -hmm. um but it's so funny she is it is a fearless performance she's so good the supporting cast is amazing mary Kay place i uh, i adore her Susie kurtz kelly preston unrecognizable kelly preston (laughs) i maybe it's my inner lesbian I think she looks fabulous like that. <laughs> I do too. Still, I mean, she's a plain Jane, but I love her hair. I love the glass. I just think, I was like, oh my God, she looks so beautiful. Just like plain. I don't know. It was so, it was very intriguing to me. I thought she was gorgeous. Yeah, I did too. Alicia Witt, who I love, is the daughter. Mary I love Kay Alicia Place's Witt. Daughter. I wish she had been in it more. Me too. I thought that was so funny though when she was sleeping and she was like, party? <laughs> oh my god it's so it's so great um it's really so good she won the best actress award at the montreal world film festival that year um and i just have one little quote she says uh, that this movie taught me about comedy in the darkest of places it taught me about not giving a shit about anything that anybody thinks not how i look not who i am and that is the truth um because she does she's pregnant we all know that she's pregnant in this movie she continues to smell drugs as mary Kay place says <laughs> she continues to drink to excess oh my god um yeah you just want her and you know you know like when she has a conversation with harlan uh and he, and there's this discussion about money that i don't want to get too much into but yeah, he we're not says gonna give a lot of weight it's 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 you need to experience it yeah. But he says to her, you, you and I both know that money is going to be gone in three days. And she's like, fuck you, man. But like, you know, you know, and you still fucking root for her. Still root for her. Here's the thing. I, that was the one thing I wanted to touch on. It's $15,000. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to get a house and then I'm going to get a car. And I'm like, bitch, what? You're going to what? And listen, I know it's in the 80s, but like, mm, mm, you're not getting all of that like it's literally going to be gone in a week and you're going to spend it all on spray paint like (laughs) that's not happening my friend (laughs) yeah she has no concept of how the world works no and then fucking diane ladd shows up for two seconds and it's one of the funniest moments in the movie when they're yelling at each other through bullhorns it really is it's it's not one of those it, it, it it's a very how do i i don't even know how to articulate it you're watching the movie and you're just getting it the whole time you're getting it and you're like yes these things are true these things are true but it doesn't pick one side over the other no nope. it gives you a clear picture of just this thing and it lets you decide like oh my god do you know, I yeah. know I'm being so vague and it's no, so dumb, I, but it is, it's, but I totally get it. Way. Yeah. It's just like, here's the story and it's very real and we're yeah. not going to sugarcoat it and we're not going to make anyone choose in a way that makes anyone happy. Um, sh- this is a real person. 
Yeah. And this is how she reacted to this, to this thing. Um, yep. and yeah, no, it was great. It was really great. It, it, it started to be hard to watch. And then like minutes into it, when you get it, when you're like, oh, I know what they're the saying. Yeah, yeah. When you get the tone, it, it, it stops being hard to watch. And you're just like, oh my God, these fucking people, this is all so true. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. I think it's shot so well, especially for a first time. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love all that. I love when they're all singing like, Jesus loves the little children. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the next shot is Mary Kate Blanche going, baby killers. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other, the only other scene I want to point out, which I adore, is when she gets the offer for the money, she goes screaming out of the house. Oh <laughs> and the well, news we'll is never insane. know. <laughs> Screaming. I loved that. that oh my amazing. God. It's so great. So please find this movie. It's probably a rental. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but find it. It's great. It's so great. She is uh, amazing in this movie. Amazing. And it's just so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's great. And in contrast, what is your film? Well, I thought I would shock everyone. And, and you did. I did. I picked. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> That's from Jurassic Park. That was a curveball for you. <laughs> I picked Little Women. Yeah. Now, what's the evolution on this choice? The evolution on this choice is I want to see what all the fucking talk is about. And I, I mean, I know the story. I know why it's talked about. But it's just so boring. To, like, it's like, I, I just, I guess I never understood I mean, I sort of get it, but I just don't really completely understand the fascination and why it's been done so many fucking times. I don't get it. Without giving away how I felt, I still don't get it. You love it. Yes. I do. do you love it? Okay. And you how thought do you it was. I- okay. Um, I loved it. <gasps> you did? I did. I loved it. Oh my God. That was a complete misdirect. <laughs> I loved it. Here's oh my God. Here's what I will say. When I first started watching it, I was like, this is fucking torture. I hate this. It is so boring. And then it just, I don't know. It like drew me in and was like, no bitch, no bitch. Watch me. I loved it. I loved, this is the, obviously the 2019, uh, Greta Gerwig, uh, adaptation. She uh, wrote the adaptation and directed it. It stars Circe, Circe, Ronan, Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, Eliza Scanlon, Laura Dern, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Meryl Streep, Tracy Letts. Come on, yeah, get he was that so work. Great. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, which I just thought was spectacular casting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Chris Cooper. Yeah, so um, great. It is, darling. I I I have a wink weak link in this film. Do you have a weak link in this? Film? I do. And who is it? I want to see if we agree. Mine is Beth. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I can see that. Mine was Emma Watson. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I liked her, but I can see it. Um, I mean, I still liked her, but see, up against Florence Pugh. Oh my God, Florence fucking God. So goddamn treasure. She is. I'm watching her going. She's perfect in everything she does. She is. How is that fucking possible? I gained such new, deeper respect for her performance in this film. Watching it the second time, she's so good. It is so. How and how? I'm so sorry, but how? And Florence Pugh did this the best. How they made them look younger in flashbacks mm-hmm. without doing anything to them. Yeah. Again, it, I just like, I love how this movie is shot, and that's one of the things. I love how it's shot. It's gorgeous. I love um the conceit of um, you know, this is the story she's writing. And I and I that is through all of little women yes or is that something i know little women the story but i don't know every iteration if you get my meaning i've only uh, only ever seen the like the 90s one 
And I don't remember if that's. So, and I don't think it's like this. So they, they sort of, they sort of frame it in, um, Joe is writing the book of little women, which I know is the basic conceit of it, but watch it. It's just, it's, it's, it's yeah. 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 I, um, it's perfectly cast. First of mm-hmm. all, yes. Timothy Chalamet is such a great lorry. Um, and I, I mean, look, it's, it's cliche to say this at this point, but Meryl Streep, every time, every movement, every look, every gesture is perfection. Yeah. Oh my God. It just, um, and obviously I played, I played Aunt March when we did it in college, obviously. Um, and Laura Dern in the, oh my God. she's just so amazing. She is. She's, she's such so a great marmy. marmy. So good. Everything is, per- I do, I will say, and as I've said, I, I know the story. I haven't seen enough and I haven't read it. Yes. I know I'm a woman. And somehow when you have a uterus, you need to watch little women I, or you need to read it. I get it. I haven't done that. Sorry. Take my woman card away. Beth, they sort of played Beth as like, like, mm, how do I say this? I don't know. Like maybe she was, I don't know how to describe it. Beth was just odd. She was odd. Yeah, and again, the 90s, it was Claire Danes, and she just broke my heart in that movie. This Beth did not break my heart. No, I didn't care. I was like, okay, okay. It's interesting, Um, like, how in that time, like, it was like, you know what? I'm going to take her to the sea, and she's going to get well. Right? Oh, and also, it was so funny to me, you know, being in the COVID house, and we won't, um, you know, touch each other, and we wear masks in our own home. To see them just cuddling with the girl with scarlet fever, I was like, okay, maybe don't sleep with her. That's okay. (laughs) Like, put something over your mouth. Like, (laughs) it's very weird. Um, Love the scene between Amy and Lori when they're in Paris. And she's painting and she's like, you know, for you, marriage is not an economic situation. But for me, it is like if I have money, it becomes my husband's money. If I have children, they become his property. Like I have no prospects. It's like that scene is so good. And I loved all of those touches. Like when uh, Marmy is at that, she's like giving out rations or Mm -hmm, replies mm -hmm. to people and she's Mm -hmm. talking to the african-american woman and she's like you know i i there was a time that i was ashamed of my country and that lady was like you should still be ashamed and she said i am just all of those little social um nods that we didn't get probably in any other version i just love Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. of that um, I just love how strong Marmy is and sweet yes. and fair, but she's still, she's not like, ah! uh, what? I just realized who the woman was, who the, who their maid was. It, oh, it's, um, Jane professor, it, professor, um, uh, Sprout, Sprout. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's Mir- That's Miriam Margulies, but they do look very similar. Okay. That's who she looks like then. Okay. Yep. 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 The yep. Whole time I was like, she's somebody. But she's not. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay, got it, got it, got it. But yeah, I just love how Marmy is here is just, she's not like a paradigm, like a perfect angel person. Like you can no. tell that she's got, there's something going on there. Right. I, I cannot, the standouts for me were Timothy Chalamet and Florence Pugh. Yeah. And I love how but disjointed oh it's all, how she framed it all out of sequence. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. that. And I loved the filming techniques of like sort of the present were very blue and austere kind of shots. And then like the mm-hmm. warmer times were all very sun dappled. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I just want Greta Gerwig to write and direct every movie that I see from now on. It was, it was, it was, it was real good. Oh, I'm so real, glad you liked good. it. And I yeah. loved watching her book being made at the end. It's so fascinating. All of that like, work that goes into one book. book. Um, yeah. It was uh, the film garnered six Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actress for Ronan, Best Supporting Actress for Pew, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Original Score. And it won for Best Costume Design. 
as it should, those costumes were gorgeous. Yes, yes. Especially when Amy was in Paris. Oh my God. And that, uh, that, um, the black and white number when she, um, her and Lori have their argument. Mm, and she mm-hmm. says, I've loved you my whole life. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing too. You should hate her almost. Yeah. Cause it's like, what the, you're a little brat. But you don't, you love her, you root for her, you, you, it's, you root for all of them, except Beth. I was kind of like, okay, well, yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. she's dead. All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad. Because when you picked it, I was like, I don't know. No, I did. I'm so I, glad. I loved it so much that I decided I'm going to try to watch the Winona Ryder version. And I made it exactly. 60 seconds in and i said no thank you i yeah i can't i'm not watching this um it's mainly susan sarandon no thank and you. I, I forgot that uh uh kirsten dunst was amy isn't she amy, amy. yeah so that was very i was like oh that's uh, yeah no but yeah it was great i loved it so much so out of five stars what would you give citizen ruth five Oh wow! Yeah, I would give it five. I would give All it right. five. It was, it was, yeah, no, it was just the way it, it was five, five. I would too. Five. And Little Women. I would give Little Women four. It's on the slower okay. side, you know. It's Little okay. Women. It's still not. It's not groundbreaking material. I think it was groundbreaking the way she framed it and she shot it and she wrote it. Um, but four, just because I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't watch it on repeat. Not that I would watch Citizen Ruth on repeat, but I just think that the way it was done was just, yeah. So it's a, you know what? Four and a half. We're going to give it four and a half. That, that's what I gave it to. Four so and a half. We're going to give it four and a half. Yeah. Two winners this um, week. Ring a ding ding. Ring. I was just going to say ring a ding ding. Yeah. No, exciting stuff. Loved it. Loved every second. Well, perfect. What a good way to end the episode of The Woman We Love. Woman We Love, Laura Dern. What uh do you know what our uh I do are you I gonna do. share? I am I'm <laughs> I'm worried because I don't God. think I don't know. I just I'm assuming that there's going to be a feeling here. But I, I mean would, I have feelings about every little thing <laughs> in the world. So yeah, there's gonna be a feeling. I would like us to watch No oh God Without You I'm nothing. Based on the one woman show by Sandra Bernhard. You know what? I don't have a strong feeling like you would have assumed. Oh, good. I was expecting. Oh, good, good, good. You know, it's more indifference right now. Okay. And watching well, it good. might give me a feeling one way or the other. Yeah. I have my ookie feelings, but not strong enough that I even remember why. Okay. And I also have my positive feelings. So, All right. yeah. No, it's not strong one way or the other. We'll see. All right, good. Well, we're going to yeah. dip into Sandra Bernhard then. All right. Awesome. All Perfect. right. If y'all, anyone, anyone can write us at 320 anyone. Ladies. You don't have to be from Canada. You don't. You really don't. Apparently it helps. Uh, but you don't have to. Uh, have but three funny ladies <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, and you can follow us on the Instas at three funny ladies podcast. And uh, we'll be back at it again next week. Oh, hey, this has been three funny ladies. That was Joe Bailey. <laughs> that was Susan Jacobs. <laughs> we just jumped right in. We today did. We were was, ready to go. Ready to today go. It was just a whole, it was a comedy of errors. Uh, all right. So we'll see you guys next week. All right, um, bye. Yeah, bye.